we're talking about how we're going to make a how I'm going to take you down to X Button Federation WrestleMania, and I'm going to then teach you what's worth buying and what isn't. I didn't know Capitalist Group was from the country. I'm sorry. What was that? Oh God. Oh, dude. Yeah, we need I'm to respectful, talk, Joe. We need, to talk, we need to talk about something that's been happening lately. Your alter ego keeps coming out, dude. I thought you were respectful, Joe. I thought that's what your whole persona are, was. Are we shooting or is this kayfabe? What's going on? I'm here? keeping it kayfabe, brother. We're kayfabe, okay. But secretly, I'm shooting. You know? I don't know what you're talking secretly, about. Secretly, I'm ribbing you right now. I go to the psych ward every day, and I don't know what's happening with my head. Ah. Dude, there's been times during the day where you just randomly just like turn into a completely different person. You black. Fuck out. off. Sorry, I don't know what. See, see, I don't this know what happened there. About. I don't know what happened there. Oh, dude, like one time I took you to Walmart, and I was like, dude, this is the cheapest price you can get for this one thing. Capitalist group. And you literally looked over at me and you said, I bought three of them. You didn't even, you know what? You didn't even say anything. You looked over and all of a sudden you put me in the geese and you yep. hit me down on the yep, mat. Yep, yep, yep. I said, damn. Normally. And that was just a Tuesday. Joke. Exactly. Yeah. And then when I got down, I was like, what have I done? <laughs> what, have I, <laughs> what have I done? I got sand. Oh, wait, no. I hate sand. There you go. I hate sand. Of course. We could do a. Uh, it gets everywhere. You could be Anakin. Anakin Groob. You want me to be Anakin Groob? Dude, that would be that would be the worst person. That would be the worst. I don't think anybody would want to watch that. But I'm gonna respect that you're capitalist group. That's all that matters. You know what else people don't want to watch? Episodes seven through nine. Boom. Putting it out there. Moving on. Anyway. So what I've been playing lately, dude. Because I'm just gonna get straight into it. Because remember, it's Platinum's gaming. Episode eight wasn't that bad. Shower shave, right? Episode eight wasn't that bad. Idiot, stupid idiot. Shower shave. What the fuck, dude? The only good part was whenever they did the hyperspace scene. Let's be honest. Let's be real. Ah, just like the best part of Rogue One. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Just like the best, dude. Dude, one of my family members told me that they didn't like the Vader scene. I said, "What? What didn't they like about it?" I don't know, man. I asked him. I was like, "How do you not like that?" Because he was like, ooh, that, this is just like one of those like fan service things. It's like, well, mm. yeah, it was like the best part about it. Didn't think about it like that. I agree. Might be a little too fan service for me. Oh, okay. Now it's too mm. fan service for respect, you. Hey, just respect. But you like the Darth Maul Respect Mall's my stuff. opinion. But, but you like the Darth Maul scene. Respect though. my opinion. I didn't like that one either. He goes, look at my lightsaber. It definitely like, did not make up for the movie that was all before that. That's it definitely didn't. Nope. That movie was freaking awful, dude. Yeah. Uh, and now, guess what? They stopped making Star Wars movies because of it. Hmm. So, would you rather watch the entirety of 7, 8, 9, or Han Solo? Dang, that is, mm. <laughs> that is so <laughs> tough. Well, remember, I watched episode 9 like at least four times. Not because I wanted to, believe me. It just seemed to work out that way. I really don't know why. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, You're, it wasn't... You liked it a lot. Well, thankfully, it wasn't too terrible. Compared to episode seven and eight, I'd rather watch seven and eight again than nine. Really? Once you start tele- teleporting real objects through the forest, and you're like, I agree. I mean, that, I that like, whole concept was dumb. And then, and she, then brought, she brought the second lightsaber over, and all. Yeah, of a she, she fights like, the strongest huh? Sith Lord in the galaxy at that time, and just oh, let me get my other lights lightsaber for your electricity that apparently can't go past either of those lightsabers. Right. Huh? Also, Dumb. Darth Vader threw him down a giant pit. How did he survive that? And then, and then the Death Star blew up. All these people are surviving. Uh, Ian McDermott. But no Mace fucking, Windus? Exa- that's exactly what I was about to say. But no Mace Windus? No Mace Windus. What are you doing? Hmm, I don't know, brother. But hmm. see, here's the, now here's the question, though. 
can Samuel L. Jackson pull it off at this point? I feel like he may be a little too old. I don't know if he's aged a day since. Physically, he does not. But inside, like his, his legs and shit, I don't think he'd be able to function the same way. I mean, I don't think he he didn't really move much before. Yeah, he did. Be he actually had a lightsaber battle in uh, episode two. Yeah, but group he didn't. You know, they had this thing called CG. He didn't really. He was he, not he didn't, in he didn't CG. Really, he didn't really do like backflips and shit. Okay. I mean, he wasn't really doing anything crazy in the fight, but it was uh, still yeah, dope enough to where he concise a Jingo's head. He can head. still do it. He's not handicapped. Said, you see that? He's not handicapped. Stop all the I'm, handicap. Dude, all I'm saying is, I watched. I think it's called Girlfriends. Bodyguard or something like that. Is that a porno? No, you lummy. What is it? Because if you've ever watched, I think it's called Assassin's Bodyguard or something like that. It's got Samuel Jackson and it's got uh, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. It sounds like a group movie. Go on. It's, oh, sorry. It's definitely not. It's definitely not my movie. The yeah. first one's good though. I think it's. I want to say it's called like Assassin's Bodyguard, but basically, it's literally what it is. Ryan Reynolds is a bodyguard. Samuel Jackson is a is a bounty hunter. Or a uh, assassin, and they're at odds, and yet at this point he has to protect them because he's under like some investigation or some weird thing like that. And then the second one picks up where essentially the first one left off, but the first one didn't really leave like a whole lot for like me to be like, "Woo, really want to see that again." So, but anyway, Samuel Jackson's looking a little rough around the edges, hmm. only when it comes to like the physical aspect of things. So that's why I was like, I don't know how well that would be done at this point. Maybe if they do like a young version, like what if they did a almost a prequel to Mace Windu? No, like, a, like an origin story. No, there's I nobody know. in the world that. Well, there is somebody who, but there's not a lot of people in the world that look like Samuel Jackson. So I mean, you're not wrong, but you know what they always do whenever they do like a younger version of somebody, they always put in like some completely different looking person. Yeah, as I'm saying, I don't want that. Like I mean, look at Han Solo. Look mm. at Anakin Skywalker. Mm. No, Anakin Skywalker looks just like him. You what? Huh? He even had a different voice. It was literally a different person. Well, weird. A black person actually did the voice of Darth Vader. No, idiot. I'm talking about when he got out of it, when he's dying at the end of the, all the Star Wars. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's and a they white put dude. a white dude in there. Yeah. yeah, which was stupid. But his voice wasn't fucking. What's it called? It was. Uh, it was a voice like thing on his suit that made him sound like, oh boy. I think we all. Dude, they even actually they mention that I forget who's the the voice guy because he did um, he was in Lion King, but I can't remember the name of the Mufasa. He was he played Mufasa as well. The voice guy. Yeah, he did the voice of Darth Vader. I, you just, I thought you just said his name. No, I didn't. I didn't know his name. Uh, I, I forget it, but he's he's a big he's definitely a big actor. And, um, to save the listeners from dying <laughs> in their in their seats. Anyway, like, I'll, I'll, I'll riff while you're looking it up. So, I think it would have been way better if they somehow still used him because they were even mentioning that they were going to use him originally. And then, James Earl Jones. Yeah, James Earl Jones. There you go. He's fantastic, dude. His voice is like the Morgan Freeman of voices. You know, Silky which smooth. has a better voice, him or Morgan Freeman? Ooh, that's I tough. think him. I think they're both great. I, I think they are too, see. but Morgan Freeman in his older age, he's slowly starting to ta- sound like a record playing in reverse. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Can I get can I get an example? <laughs> but anyway, they were going to use James Earl Jones, and then some friend of the director 
needed some help or something like that. Obviously, this is back in the 70s. You know, who knows what was going on during that time? And they ended up getting that white dude in there instead. And I was like, hmm. That would have been weird. So you mean to tell me Luke's father was about to be a black man? I think so. Honestly, I don't actually know that for a fact, but that was like the whole. That would have been a mind fuck. He's like, thing. I'm that your father, and then he falls down. He's See? like, that would have been so crazy, dude. Like, how much, you know how many people would be popping during that movie? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, oh, Luke can say the n word. Episode oh. six, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his black card, boy. <laughs> this is crazy. And then they show all of a sudden he had like a purple lightsaber waiting for him the whole time. <laughs> you saying the only the black <laughs> the black people get the lightsaber? Did you notice that? <laughs> I don't think anybody's had one since. Honestly, I I feel like Samuel Jackson's the only black guy in Black Jedi and the whole thing, right? I think the only one that that they have shown. I bet you there's probably been other ones like in books and stuff, but I don't think they've shown any in like a cinematic Hmm. uh, universe or anything like that. Well, after this long intro, let's get into it. Okay. Can I talk about... Now that, <laughs> now that you're off your big spiel. We didn't even get to do the intro mm. because we we're just the catch of what we were Well, playing. I was trying to do a wrestling angle with you and you didn't want to do it. So what do you mean? You, guys, you gave I, up too early and you were like, oh yeah, well, I guess we'll I guess Star Wars. Let's talk about Star Wars. Well, and I see, like, I, mm. I guess the problem was is that we already settled our differences in the ring not too long ago, you know? Oh, so you're saying there's no storyline with uh, respectful slash disrespectful Joe? No, there's definitely with, a storyline uh, there. But I needs, might just do a storyline just by myself. Like, ooh, I like that. Respectful like that Joe versus disrespectful can, Joe. Can I get the synopsis? <clears throat> I'd be like, I really have to go pee. I'm gonna wait. And I'm like, huh? Who is this? It's like, this is your conscience. I'm here, and you're gonna fucking wait with your little two incher. And I'm like, I really gotta pee. Fuck. You're gonna be like you're gonna like that scene in Major Pain. Yeah, you need to hold it. Mm -hmm. Then eventually you pee yourself, Mm -hmm. and then you snap usually back to the the normal respectful Joe, and you're like, no, you know, because you peed yourself. When's the last time you peed yourself? That is a good question. Or pooped yourself rather? Maybe I was in diapers. I guess mine was like two years ago. Um, so <laughs> let's get this party started. Oh, we're just going to go. This is the X button oh. podcast, baby. We're here. We're guys and we're ready to fucking pot. How are you doing today, group? I'm doing pretty good, man. What about yeah. yourself? I'm doing fine. I guess. No, I'm not. No, I'm sorry. I like this. I bit. don't know what that was. I like this bit. This I, don't this know, I, don't know, I don't know what that was. Um, yeah, if you guys haven't heard the, uh, the division is happening between Respectful Joe and Disrespectful Joe. It's a big thing. I don't want to go into it. But right. It's a big we'll, storyline. We'll interview them probably on another episode. But mm-hmm. let's just get into Vidya because that's what we're here for. Fuck. Right? Do you want to start us off? Are we here for video games? I don't know. What are we here for anymore? Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like whenever I come here, I'm coming for a nice, cozy pod, you know? I think I, I think next. Hear your silky smooth voice with Disrespectful Joe every once in a while. Yeah, baby. I think next time we should just turn on the pod and just like breathe in the mics and just like. I think we would immediately like look at the, lose the twins right then and there, though. I mean, they'll be all right. You that's know? two. That's two supportive listeners that we wouldn't have anymore. They'll be I. Would they though? I don't know. Let's see. All right. So I actually wanted to ask you a question because this isn't even gaming related, but okay. we did talk about it on the last pod, and I wanted to get your take. Okay. If you had to fight one animal one on one. What is the most dangerous animal that you think you can take in a one-on-one match? Most dangerous animal? Yes. Uh, I'd probably say like a house cat. 
Word? Because I beat. <laughs> I'm not even going to do the joke. Let it fly, capitalist group. <laughs> I can't Go do that ahead. Joke. Turn into disrespectful group. <laughs> um, no, that would be. That would be, <laughs> uh, be uh, read the room group. Anti feminist group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely not going to do that, dude. All right, so wait, there's more to that question. Um, if you could tame any animal, doesn't matter how dangerous or whatever. And Can they be imaginary? No. Thanks. No imaginary. If you could tame a real life animal, uh, of any kind, and they would obey you. They would be your pet, basically. They could do whatever you want. They'll listen to whatever word you say, and they'll do whatever you want. Like They're obedient as like fuck. Some dominatrix stuff. Going so, on. if you could do that, but you had to kill it when it was time for it to go yourself, you couldn't get it euthanized at the vet. You had to manually kill it yourself. So we're doing Kingsman over here. Huh? So, what would you do? What would you pick? Like for instance, for example, I'd pick a spider because I don't care about killing a spider. So you're just thinking about the killing part. Hey, you told me the ending destination of that particular story. Okay. So I'm telling you how I would do it. All right, so let's talk about it. What useful things could you do with a spider? Dude, I can get it to scare scare people. I can go, I can have it. Dude, you've seen Spider-Man. You've seen all the stuff spiders can do. Yeah, but what else, what are you going to do with that thing? I could have it kill people, dude. Wait, what kind of spider is that? Black Widow? Of course. That's lame. How's that lame? That's lame. How is that lame? Like, I picked an ant. <laughs> okay, so that's any better? Uh, yes. There's already an ant, man. You control one ant, you control all the ants. No, you don't. Because I picked the king ant or queen ant. Whatever. Oh, see, look, you didn't even know which one it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You said king first. Is there is a king there, ant? There isn't, no. Anyways. Um, <laughs> actually, I picked a squirrel. That was a dumb situation. I, p- I picked a squirrel. The, sa- the way I said I'd kill it is... I would uh, tell it to stay in the parking lot, and I would drive over it nice and quick. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. That sounds it's, awful. It's something light. It's something light. Whoa, whoa. What the fuck was that? Uh, sorry. I don't know what just happened. What happened? You were coming What up. did he say? You were coming What up. did he say to you? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You're killing sorry, your sorry, pet sorry. squirrel. <laughs> uh, Jay said, what did he say? That seems like a total Jay question. Did Jay bring up that question? Yeah. Yep. Figures. Jay fucking said... I gave up. I forgot. Jay said like an octopus. I was like, what the fuck are you going to do with an octopus? My first idea was a shark and I would just drag it on a leash like around. What? Yeah. It would die though. Exactly. But you would die before you... That way I don't have to, that way I don't have to kill it. You would die before it's you the most humane way. How is that humane? It's already, That's it'll, horrible. It'll die like 30 seconds out, out of the water. 40 minutes, whatever. 30 seconds. 40 minutes, <laughs> Something big, like that. It's so, a big around that ballpark, you know? I don't know. I think it's more... I don't know. I could let, have it bite somebody at least once. Yeah, it's probably going to be you. No, it's obedient. It won't bite me. But I Ooh, mean, you're right. That might be a nice little kink. I might just be like, bite, bite my toe off. Ooh. <laughs> no, that's a disrespectful joke. Yeah, disrespectful joke. Come out and go, bite, bite and you come back, like, you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What you been playing? Man, so I've been playing some Halo 5. Halo 5 is alive. Mm-hmm. Halo 5. And I've been playing a little bit of Surge 2. So let's get. Well, I don't even want to talk about your surge impressions because, god damn it! I mean, they've grown. On sorry, me. sorry. They, oh, just, oh, so you don't. Oh, so you don't want to talk about games anymore in this podcast? Job. I apologize. I mean, we we cannot talk about. I, games I didn't realize anymore. we weren't talking about games on this podcast anymore. You know. I mean, that's what the off-topic episodes are for, baby. Ooh, it's a what? fail-safe. What off-topic episodes are for? Po- for games? For non-gaming 
pods. I know. I thought we were talking about Surge. You said we're not talking about games. Are we not talking about games? You said it. That's why I said we can if you don't want to. I'm going to talk about this game, dude. Mm, when you listen back to that at work, you're going to be like, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> not me, but you. That was a disrespectful oh, Joe word. talking to respectful Joe right there. All right. So how's, how's the Surge treating you? So at first, it was not treating me too good. It was actually pretty... I remember you cried about that first boss one time. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It gave me a lot of Surge 1 vibes and not in a good way. Because it essentially was doing the same thing that Lord, 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 and that's another thing. I wish that song, I wish that (laughs) just as a little insight, guys, there's a song in Surge 1. Whenever you go to the little tank thing that heals you. Or it's like a a little repair (laughs) shop or something. And there's this like weird like country song going on in it. Because they're they're made by the same creator. Yeah, it's made by the same creator. So they're both like Souls-like games. So when you go there, what does it say? I don't even remember. It's like some country song that's at every fucking save point. Every Yeah, it doesn't change. It's the same. And uh, we just started singing it as like Lords of the Fallen. I can't even remember why we started singing it like that though. I think because we were talking about how it's the same creator as Lords of the Fallen. So That's probably true. And it, the song, you can kind of fit in the words. I forgot. I'd have, have to listen to it after all this time. It's been a long time since we played that game. Yeah, but I mean, I think also, I think you're kind of looking at it with some, I don't even know what tinted glasses these would be, as it's something you look back at negatively. Uh, the Surge 1 is a lot worse than you're thinking in your well, head. Well, I wanted to beat it, but it just got to the point where it was... You felt like the game was stacking up against you, and not because of a way of difficulty, but in a way of like it just wanted to beat you. I mean, pretty much. That's a good point, actually. It did feel the surge one felt like the game was progressively getting harder, but you were not getting any stronger right. at all. Even you would get more like abilities or weapons and types, right. but overall, you would be right where you started. So, how's yeah. how surge two differing from that, and how is it? How was it similar at the beginning for you? So at the at the beginning. In the beginning, mm-hmm. it essentially felt the same way because what happens is is you're just super weak. You don't have very many choices in armor because they only give you certain kind of enemies to attack. Because the way the surge works is if you want armor or you want weapons, you have to dismember each part. So you have to dismember legs to get leg stuff, arms to get arm stuff, and weapons depending on which arm you go for, helmets for heads, you know, yada yada. So, and then... Not to mention the fact, initially, the level design, oh my god. Like, dude, somebody literally must have just been, like, scribbling on a map. And they were like, oh, that's great. Like, what's going on there? Oh, oh that's great. Dude, there's so many different ways you can go. That's awesome. And not in a good way, though. No, no, that's awesome. It's a lot of variety. Because my opinion. you get super lost. You, I, I got you get lo- super lost. Don't ever say, I got lost. Sorry. God damn it. I really need to tame this. Carry on. So, as you proceed through those many, many corridors, you are treated to the very first boss. Or I guess technically the second one, because the first one was in the jail where, you know, in your tutorial. Yeah. Do you really consider the humans bosses though? Uh, I mean, cuz those human bosses are like basically normal people but with a bigger uh, health bar. Uh, Dark Souls 3 final boss? Is that a human? No, that's Lord Gwyn. Dark Souls 3? That's a piece of Lord Gwyn. No, no, no. Talk that shit. Dark Souls 3? It's, it's you a, idiot. It's soul, sorry, sorry. I thought you said fuck, Dark Souls fuck, 1. Fuck. 
No, in, in my head, I literally like bleeped out three because I hate three so much. Yeah. I bleeped it out and I I'm automatically put one in there. It's like the, what is it? The eye of cinder or the Lord of cinder? It's the, yeah, I think it's the soul of cinder. Soul of cinder. That's it. So. But it's like a person with unique attacks. Just like some of these human people in Surge could be people like people with, you know, and Sekiro for that matter. That was mostly humans, you know. I would consider those bosses. Well, no, no, no. Here's the problem, though. The way that the humans work in this game, which I kind of like to an extent, is they still are within the mechanics of what a normal human, like, NPC would fight you with. Yeah. So they're not doing, like, any crazy moves that you couldn't do, right? Whereas in those games, even though they are humans, they can do, like, they'll be all the way across the map, but they always have this move that, like, like sends them across to you, you know? Yeah. And it'll do way more damage. Or if they do have the same move, it does way more damage and they don't really abide by the same stamina laws and all that kind of stuff. I would argue that uh little Johnny is the first boss. He is technically, I guess. Well, you, you were talking about the, oh, well, yeah, the that's jail true. thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so little Johnny, you get to him after the elaborate maze that you go through. That is the levels, which to a degree, it tries to guide you. Like you have to hold the, the X button Yeah. to, Hey, nice plug. Nice plug. You have to hold what? The X button podcast coming to a podcast. And so when you hold that, Holy shit. it shows you whatever it is it wants you to focus on. Yeah. So it, it, I guess it attempts to guide you where it wants you to go. So you get there, you're fighting him, and he is a spammy boy. Like, he just spams his attacks. See, I don't... But listen, he's the only character or boss that I have fought that has had that kind of spammy attacks. Like, all the other bosses have had normal like cadences that they go through like they have their normal move sets right yeah but so does this one not really i rewatched that video i'd, I'd recorded of me playing it before and it's like dude there was a i point. literally went for the tank he did that little fucking under attack i backed up he did some big slam attack i went back in hit the tank backed up he did the under attack like he's literally back and forth on the same moves well they must have updated it since because they didn't do that they didn't sorry <laughs> god damn it well that guy's a real asshole Am I am I gonna have to show you all the discounts right now? <laughs> yeah. I'm about to discount this fist in your ass. <laughs> I'm gonna keep putting in like crowd noises every time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're fighting him. You know, blah, blah, blah. I eventually beat him. It just was kind of a sour taste in my mouth initially from starting the game. But as you start to progress, it gets a lot better because you start to learn that in this game you can actually uh, parry. Whereas in Surge 1, you had to do like this jumping mechanic. Like you had to do a jump or a, like a, a lean or something like that. It was very weird. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And the pairing in this game is actually very satisfying. Cause it is. Because you actually do it directional. Right. So if they're swinging left, you can like flick it at the right time. And right. it's that is like beyond satisfying. Mm -hmm. But yeah, carry on. So I've made it very far now. What's weird is though, there's really not that many bosses in the game. At least that I've noticed. Maybe because there's another one that they have like multiples of. And I'm like, I don't really consider that multiple bosses. Because it's the same movesets for each one. But they're just called something different, you know? It's, yeah. It's kind of like uh, the Dragon Slayer armor, remember, in uh, Dark Souls 2? Like, they had the Dragon Slayer armor, like, two or three. Or no, I'm sorry, the Dragon Slayers, I think they're called. I think it's called the Dragon Rider. Dragon Rider, is that what it was? Yeah, I just saw it. I forgot what it's called, but whatever. It's Dragon. Well, sometime. remember they had, like, multiple Dragon Riders? Yeah, you run into like another one later in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually had a moment like that in Dark Souls 2. I'm playing a new game plus plus build, and I was in 
I think I was going before. What is that boss that you have to light the fires on the sides to see him? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? The Lost Center? Oh, yeah. Well you, well, you can see him, but... um. Oh, wait, no. It's like dark in there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, And then you, you can't you, lock on to You can to go him. on the sides. and Yeah, that's it. You can't lock yeah. on to... So I'm before that guy where you're in the water and there's all those, like, explodey boys. Yeah. Um, As you're going through there, that boss from No Man's Wharf, the, the two guys, the guy with his, like, brother on the back, and they're both, like, swinging, you know what I'm saying? Like, one has, like, as, like little swords... And on oh, his back, there's the like, twins there's like another thing. Yeah, yeah, they have like two different like. Yeah, he, he on shows up body. in no man's or in the this water area that I'm in before, Lost Center. So I'm trying to fucking get past that part. That was annoying, and I'm I'm realizing that for New Game Plus Plus, I'm like under leveled. Right. So <laughs> I'm like drastically under leveled to where I'm getting hurt so fast, and I'm not doing any damage. So that's where I've been like. That's why I keep hopping on there. I'm like, fuck this game, and I get off. But, uh, I think you might be better off just starting over. Honestly. Yeah, I probably will. I'm, but the issue is, on that character, I have most of the collectibles and shit I need for well, the trophies I need. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. But um, there is a farming spot eventually. That and I can you can respect. Yeah, you can respect, and uh, like I said, that farming spot, I can literally sit there for like an hour or two and go up. 20 30 levels so right remember how i said surge one felt like it was like battling against you the whole time mm-hmm. that's what dark souls 2 felt like for me yeah because it was the b team you could tell the b team was like well how do we make it harder uh yeah and it felt know? like it felt more like an expansion to one in a weird way yeah. just like yeah. with a more simple layout for the level where dark souls one was like you could jump on this like little crack on the wall and then that's where you got to go kind of like that little uh Buttress and fucking what is that called? Talking about Inner Lundo? Yeah, Inner Lundo. That one that you just like land on mm-hmm. and then you walk up and it's like it leads you to the scaffolding area above everything. Like, Dude. like yeah, the, the layout of that level is so complex if you think about it because you got that area, you got the lower area with what? the painting and the archers. You, you have the fucking uh, elevator and the archers, the fucking uh, super strong archers. And then you have the castle itself, which is also multi-layer that you can kind of run on that stairwell and shit. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy, yeah. But uh, the level design for the search too is ridiculous. It definitely got better, I think, because initially you don't even have all the equipment you need to be able to, uh, you know, use all the shortcuts. I guess you want to call them, because mm-hmm. there's that like thing you have to grab onto those. Uh, like clothesline looking things. Yeah. And there's apparently one you have to get that takes you back up. It's like, what? Like, yeah, that's so stupid. Like, why couldn't the first one get me up and down? Like it's dumb. And then, uh, I think once you get to the, that lobby area, that's like a, I think it's like a a mall or something. Oh yeah. I've already been there. Once you're there, that, that is kind of like the center of the whole, right. Of the whole game. So you can kind of go to each area from there. Mostly. Um, or figure out a way, but there is like some spots where, uh, if you go like upstairs in that mall, there's like a door that leads out to like a fucking patio of a house or some shit or an mm-hmm. apartment. And then, yeah, they just like intertwine on, on each other so much for no reason really. Right. But they definitely improved a lot though. I will have to admit that. Yeah. How's it going now that, now that you're past little Johnny, the first boss and I'm really far in now. Like I'm, I'm all the way. I think at least near the end of the game. I would assume. I mean, you'll know when you're getting there. Because I got to the point where it was telling me, "This is a pivotal point in the game." Like, don't, oh, nice. You know, make sure you get your shit done before you go here. So, I was like, literally at that point, I was like, "Hmm, not PlayStation. Don't care about trophies here." 
boop. So I went through it because if I was actually on PlayStation, I would have been look. Oh, am I missing any trophies that I need to get right now? But guess what? Ain't no trophies on Xbox. So I know that's a bummer. So I even re-downloaded it to get the trophies. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Is it I, an easy I play? To back. It's not. It's not bad at all. I think I just I fell off. I wanted to go back because I liked it so much to finish it, but I think I stopped because something else came out or something. Mm. But it's not bad. I have it digital, so. Remember, you were telling me that's really the main reason why I wanted to try it out. Plus, it was on Gumpus. Yeah. So I wanted to play it on that. Uh, so yeah, so definitely it grew on me a lot because mm-hmm. ultimately, blah, 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 ultimately, I think just that initial bit was not very, I guess, inviting to like new players. Like if somebody was just playing Surge for the first time. I bet you they probably wouldn't have kept playing. Yeah, like I think I think this is also what made me appreciate it more. And while I was talking about the the rose tinted glasses thing, um, around the time that game came out, I played Surge One right before it. Like the I think week before. you and I were both playing it. Yeah, we were both like picking yeah. away at it, and then the new game came out like that Friday or some shit, and I was like. Once after trying to get into that, and I was seriously getting to the point where I was like, "Fuck this whole series in general," because that first one gets so bad after a while. It does. That I was just like, "It's so annoying." Even the areas is like you're unnecessarily dying at points where it's not your skill; it's more just like they hit super hard. Yeah, they're hitting super hard for no fucking right. reason, and there's not really an easy way to level up or like make your health stronger. And when you do, they'll still knock it out in like one hit. So right. it's like. Um, and then, you know, they'll have, like, enemies blocking certain paths and it'll lead to nowhere after you beat them. It's just dumb shit like that. So I was I was way off of it at that point. Then the second one came out, and I was appreciating the things they were doing differently. And I also noticed that another important thing, I don't know if you've been doing it, because I, I, whole, my whole first playthrough of Surge 2, I didn't use it much at all. Mm-hmm. But that drone, yeah. you can use that, like, oh, for I, a I ton of shit. Yeah, I definitely use it. Yeah. There's a point in the game that I'm at called Cathedral of the Spark or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's these points where, like, their leader is talking on a TV screen. And there's a bunch of dudes just, like, watching it. And I was like, I can't take... Because it does really screw you over when there's multiple people attacking you at once. Even if you can, like, parry one of them. I mean, they're all going to be doing, like, their spam moves at the same time. So you're going to get, you know, beat up pretty easily. So technically what you're supposed to do is just turn off the TV. And then they all kind of, like, scatter Mm -hmm. to different areas of the map. But I was like... Fuck that! I'm just gonna like snipe them with this drone, and so you can you can shoot off limbs too. So if you get their yeah limb armor mm-hmm. off enough and you kill them, then you get that limb, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I also heard it. Uh, it is sometimes like pivotal for like boss fights, mm-hmm. and it kind of helps. So there's like after playing majority of the game without it, because I, I never even like bothered upgrading it or using any of it. I was just like fuck. It, I'll use it. I think I, you can use it for certain things like healing or radar or some shit i can't remember but uh i use it for like small tasks but once i figured that out and i started upgrading it the later half of the game was like so cake for me i was like oh i can just shoot you and then run up and beat you up and i'm really glad you brought that up because you were telling me via text you're like dude after after this boss talking about little johnny Mm -hmm. after this boss game gets way easier yeah dude like it's so weird. Why would you do that in your game development? Because you're going to scare away most of your player base in like the first half of the game. Or not even that, like the first 1% of the game. Because remember how I told you that it was like a maze you're running through? Well, yeah. you only have one hub at that point. So if you're exploring all the way out and you don't make it to another hub within that time, which, you know, at that point, you don't know where any of them are, then you have to do that all over again. Yeah. 
And it's a long walk too. Like it's not like where you know in Dark Souls, where at least you have like a quarter of a level before you get to another bonfire, right? Mm. And this one, it's like a whole level long. Yeah. Before you can even find wherever, and that's the thing. It's not like it's obvious where some of these places are. Like some of them are like hidden in corners. But you really have to like pay attention to where they're telling you to go, right? Because if you explore too much, you'll run into shit like that where you kind of get stuck in like dead ends and shit like that. Because I, I did that a bunch when I was playing. Exactly. I was like, why well, am I on this bridge and I can't even get through this fucking door? I walked through this whole area, mm-hmm. fought all these hard-ass people. Right. And I was like, I can't even open the door because I got to wait. And then later on in the game, it's like, I think there's a fucking bridge with a door. I'm like, oh, okay, now we got to go there. Right. So it's just dumb shit like that. But. Yeah. So ultimately, you should take... Can I even talk? You should check it out. If you end up liking those kind of Souls games. Yeah. Because I think the second... Just skip the first one, honestly. Skip it entirely. It's the first one, like, it just gets... It over it uh, overstays its welcome. There you I go. think it showed a good proof of concept. It, it did. But it, I don't think it... Uh, I don't know. I feel like 2 does the necessary upgrades in terms of gameplay. For sure. But I think, I think the level design and the boss lineup is kind of weird. Because, like, I think it... In, in my memory, it was... Little Johnny was a little tough. I struggled... I beat him, and then it was like super cake after that. Exactly. And then I think there was like one or two near the end of the game boss fights that were like fucking dumb again, just similar to little Johnny in a way. Because right. uh, I, I remember hitting that the final boss, and I was like, um, I can't imagine this on like a harder difficulty. Like if I if I played on a harder difficulty, I probably would quit. There's difficulties on that game. Or I, no, I'm saying like if there was difficulties, oh. like I can't imagine. It's hard to explain. Like, I can't... Like, if I were in a new game plus, I can't imagine fighting him again. Put it that way. Well, see, that goes back to our previous conversation. Remember, we were talking about how difficulty mm-hmm. and how, a, in my mind, a good developer scales it in a way that doesn't feel like it's battling against the player. It's more so the mechanics of the game. Yeah. In this instance, I feel like it's the same with Dark Souls, unfortunately. Once you go into new game plus, remember in Demon Souls... You mm-hmm. hit New Game Plus, and you're like, these boys are hitting as if I'm like New Game Plus 9. Like, what What in the world's going on here? Like, your whole health bar got, like, destroyed with one hit, and that's from, like, a random single enemy. That wasn't, like, yeah. a boss. So, that kind of increase in difficulty, that's just, that's not fun anymore. That's just annoying. Yeah, I think Dark Souls 2 did it well, where you go into New Game Plus, like, for instance, the, the Tower of Flame has those big boys and then it has all those like uh those white knights just chilling just sitting there mm-hmm. um and then in new game plus they're all walking around like if you go in there they'll literally just be like just more enemies in the area right. and they're not just sitting ignoring you they're right. they'll like they'll fuck you up for no reason dude new game plus in dark souls 2 i think was handled the best out of all the series mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah. because they actually did different placements of enemies too yeah i thought that was really neat yeah they, they added in it. like you were saying different enemies like sometimes like they would bring in that boss that they used from what do you call it the what a it was the no man's wharf no man's wharf yeah so they took that boss and actually put him into a level like, yeah yeah that's so sweet like that's yeah cool because now I'm not ready for that. Like, I wasn't ready for that because the last game, you know, last playthrough, I didn't have that at all. So it's like... I think that's what made it so great because mm-hmm. uh, we went from... Me and you played the original. Right. And honestly, it was that lineup was pretty cake. Yeah. The, the fucking part. lineup for this Scholar of the First Sin mode or version, it was it was way different for me. Like, it was, there was parts where I was struggling at where I wasn't struggling at before. Mm-hmm. And l- like you said, like, the new game plus is actually... 
instead of it making it unfair to the point where like you you have to hack away at people. They're just like, no, you just got to deal with more. You got to like tackle things right. a little slower because there's a lot more coming at you. Right. For instance, and this may be a bad example because I was really pissed at it, but <laughs> I'm in the fucking dark area. Uh, I keep forgetting what it's called. I think it's, I know what you mean. Though. It's an area where there's a bunch of wooden. It's before you frames get to the everywhere. poison area, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of wooden frames everywhere, and you can go around and light the torches. Right. Um, I think that's where Hubble's armor is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I was there, and I'm on New Game Plus Plus, and I drop down this hole because you know how they have the breakable floors. Yep. I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop down. I drop down. Three phantom explody boys spawn in, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they all jump in the middle and blow up on me. I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this shit? So I had to like. After five or six tries, because I was like, I don't know how I was trying to attack him and all this, I landed and just like ran in a circle, and then they were like, boom, boom, boom. It's kind of blew up. Yeah. yeah. So like shit like that was like, it kept me on my toes. It was right. way, way more fun than just like running around. Because I remember on the first playthrough on the PS3 version, this is why I have that plat and I don't have this plat. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because on that one, and I, I'm pretty sure you remember it. Once we beat it a couple times, or like the first time even. That second playthrough, once we knew where to go and who to kill, I'm pretty sure I have a... We sped ran that game. I'm pretty sure I beat it in like five hours. Like it was quick. Legit, my playtime was like five hours and I had already beaten the Chandra. Well, I thought you and, and I that. actually ended up uh, platinum in that game together, I thought. we Yeah, yeah, we did. I'm saying like playthroughs after that. Oh, yeah, We're yeah, just yeah. like, I could just literally go in and fly through the game in five hours right. with no issue. Because I love that game a lot, so I was still playing it, but mm-hmm. like... That shit was nuts. Like it, it did a lot of interesting things. I feel like yeah. people give Dark Souls two a bad rap, even though B Team did make it. Yeah, they did a decent job, I would say, for the most part. I think what they did was like a. It was. It felt like the Avengers Endgame slash, like fan service Souls, because it was. It's literally like you go in the first area, of Tower of Flame. You have two bosses. You have the fucking Dragon Rider, and you have fucking uh ornstein in there mm-hmm. they don't call him that but it's pretty much ornstein's battle right um Dude, for, that, that battle is so sick yeah it's dope and there's like there's no reason for it but they added it and mm-hmm. like and he was in that same cathedral too. yeah oh, and it, 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 just, so it felt like all about fan service mm-hmm. and you literally had like all the same armors from the first game mm-hmm. with more right than the dlcs Dude, there, were, there were so many weapons in that game I oh a shit ton yeah there's tons and then the DLC was actually Dude, the DLC was unique great. as fuck. Yes. You got different crowns for each one. Like it was Loved that, that was dope. There were yeah. fucking dragons at the end of each one, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like that was Dark Souls 2, I think, when it first launched, was in my book like mid. Like it very. was it was it was good, but it was like very it was mid in terms of a Souls game. 100 percent Then Scholar of the First Sin did it right. Like everything in Scholar of the exactly. First Sin, the lineup of enemies, yes. the weapon, the new weapons even they added and all that. That whole the new system, like they really sat down and was just like, How do we make this game better? Mm-hmm. And just even simply reorganizing bosses and making New Game Plus worth it to play through. For and sure. even New Game Plus Plus, it it's just an entirely different game. Well, I think one positive that they definitely brought in was whenever they did the the movement of, of the enemies. Like yeah. remember the watchers? I think that's what they were called. The Watchers. I think what that might they, be Dark Souls. What were 3. They called? No, no, no. And it was in Dark Souls too, because they would spawn in a specific spot. Oh, Pursuers. Pursuers, that's what it oh, was. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, I love those. <laughs> the first game, oh, there was only one. Right, yeah, and once you killed it, that was it. That but, was but it. if you didn't kill it, though, it would spawn in other areas. It would keep following you. Yeah. This one, it'll randomly spawn in at multiple times, and that. you'll fight uh, multiple of them yeah. in, the, in the whole game. And it was always like a, such a weird feeling. 
Especially playing co-op because yes. we used to be walking like, oh shit! You'll see that fucking fog open up, mm-hmm. and he would just like kind of spawn in, like, oh my god! And then actually, I just played that today. Um, when you first see him on that platform, mm-hmm. and he's getting carried in by that big ass bird, yeah. and he's like flying around, they just drop him off. They just drop him off. That shit, man. That boss is dope, and it's literally his name, Pursuer. Like, and he's that literally was a roaming fucking boss too. Like, you don't have a specific. Well, I mean, I guess there are specific spawn areas for it. But, like, it doesn't have, like, a boss room, right? Right, yeah. Which is really, really sweet. I yeah. think that was a really cool idea. And they that, didn't really bring that, I think, into the in a Dark Souls 3, I don't think. I was going to say, is that unique to... I think that is, yeah. I mean, outside of, like, invaders and shit, it's oh, not yeah. really... Hmm. That's like a, an invading NPC, but non-character-based. like character based. That's actually yeah. a, you know, customized, created boss for that specific, I guess, task of just following you, pretty much. Yeah. Which is really neat. But, dude, the DLC I cannot stress the most out of. Hmm. It being probably some of the best DLC, other than obviously the original DLC, yeah. Dark Souls 1. Because it's, like you were saying, it's so unique. Dude, the end of the second DLC, remember that fire pit where they have the four uh, mirrors? Oh, yeah. Dude, that boss? <laughs> oh, I remember it being so frustrating but so cool at the same time. Yeah. Because there was you had to go through the level to find these knights, the alone knights. Mm-hmm. To help you seal the windows, because if you are oh, the mirrors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you don't seal those mirrors, then they're just going to keep spawning those, I guess, other knights that are protecting. I forget what the name of the boss was, but I don't remember either. It's been so long since I played that. And then there's the secret boss. Remember Sir Alone? Oh yeah, I forgot about also, that. Also, screw that area before you get there, <laughs> dude. The worst. That area was so oh awful, man. Even speedrunning it was a task, dude. Like, any of the DLC areas were like anti-speedrun. For sure. You're like, you're not fucking coming through here at all. For sure. Because I remember, we tried it. Remember, you... Well, I'm never very good at it. You're the, you're the goat at speedrunning. I don't know how you do it. I literally, I just did it today, too. Not for the DLC, but I did the... Uh, which I think you, you can do too easy, because it's not really a hard part. But the uh, when you run into Pate in Dark Souls 2, and he's behind, he's in front of that gate, and he's like, oh, my friend's in there, da-da-da-da, or whatever, and you go in, and he locks it, right. and it, cut, it shuts, and then all those people come down the stairs. I sped around through that, just zipped through it, went around, came back down. He's like, oh, you made it through. Here's a white soapstone or some shit. And I was like, still got it. <laughs> no, I love I love speedrunning. Because if you follow their movements, most enemies will, like, track you. But they'll stop at a certain point. So, like, right. if they're charging an attack and slowly coming down, it'll track you up until a point. So, if you run in a circle, they'll most likely miss. So that's but that's how it should be, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. You shouldn't have like Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. Or that's why the whole meme of ours that came out of that were like, oh, we got the Lords of the Fallen going on here. Yeah. Every single time an enemy's like starting their swing, it should only go wherever you were. Like it should never be following you because I mean, in real life, like when you're swinging. As somebody's moving, you don't have enough like momentum to be able to spin yourself to like, or at least like dampen the damage that you get or something. But like, uh. Lords of the Fallen, man, that it it almost felt like you needed to get hit at times. Hundred percent. Like or like play more reclusive, like fucking back up more and mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. You had but. to basically play literally the way that the, the boss was designed for. Mm-hmm. Like you couldn't do anything like you do in Dark Souls where you're like, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna pick this guy off from a distance. Even though that exact same boss, you could do a whole different build and just be all up in their face, you know, and trying to kill him with a melee weapon or something yeah in lords of the fallen legitimately there was one way to beat him just like in sakura that's probably yeah. why we didn't like it very much <laughs> yeah and i mean that was it and and i always give sakura such a bad rap but 
I'm looking back at it fondly now only because of the uniqueness that it could bring to Elden Ring. Yeah. And I think I think uh it needs to be clarified that any negative thing said about like a Souls game from us is always positive. We're not, we never right. like we don't hate any of those games. Right. Even Sekiro, definitely not a bad game right. by far. Dude. It's just like there's so many good moments. Yeah, we just know what it could be. We we right. know we know Sekiro could have been Elden Ring. Is right. what we were probably imaging imagining mm-hmm. in our head that like we kind of wanted Elden Ring, but they gave us Sekiro, so we were like, fuck this game. But now we're getting Elden Ring, so we're probably gonna appreciate that more than Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Even if, if Elden Ring becomes mid or whatever, it'll probably still be better than a don't lower Souls game. Don't. It's gonna be mid. It's gonna be terrible. Oh my god, it's gonna be bad. Uh, oh, I need respectful Joe back out here. I'm back. Okay, what happened? Okay, okay. Well, you, you were talking some nonsense. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I was predicting some nonsense. You were predicting some nonsense. <clears throat> but that's okay. So I think at the end of the day, definitely check out Surge 2. It's worth it. That's good. Um, especially since it's on Game Pass. But now, let's get to the nitty gritty. Halo 5. Halo Infinite's mm. coming out soon. This mm. is what I would predict. I think if you want a good example of what Infinite is going to be like, definitely should play Halo 5. Do you think it would be... Do you think it's going to, well, I guess it will be because it has like that zip. Because my, my first thought with that was, is it going to be closer to Halo Infinite or is it, or is, I mean, is Halo Infinite going to be closer to Halo 5 or is mm-hmm. it going to be closer to Halo Master Chief Collection? Because at first my thought was, they're obviously getting away from all the thrusting and shit because that's all Halo 5 has. You have, you literally have the charge mm-hmm. attack and the, the boost with the B button so you can slide left and right, back and forth. Um, but I'm noticing that it seems like it's going to be a mix of kind of both where Master Chief or Infinite is going to be Master Chief collection gameplay a little sped up with a grapple hook because it seems like the grapple hook is going to be like an important So I saw feature. you could run in Infinite, right? So you can run. Yeah, you can run. You can vault. Can you aim down sights in Infinite? I think yes. so. Yes, I watched a, I think I watched a video of somebody doing like a play test. Okay, so it seems like they're, they're kind of going for like the more classic shit, but they're right. also mixing up some of the newer features like I, I i would account the grapple hook to be similar to a boost or a thrust right it's kind of gimmicky so they get rid of the boost i i don't know I haven't, I haven't looked for that in the gameplay but i'm i was assuming they would because that halo 5 boost shit came out came out around like advanced warfare when that was like trendy mm, okay so yeah, it was yeah, it's you know that's why they went that way God dang, is, that, is that how long it's been since dark <sighs> uh said dark souls halo 5's been out I don't think it was. I don't think it came out like the same year, but I'm pretty sure it's around the same time because that's when like all the games were doing it. So was that when, or, or was that when Blops Three came out? Remember, Blops it might 3 be closer like to around the Blops wall 3. running, and they were doing. I think the dodging as well. Too. Yeah, yeah. Every game was fucking doing that. Yeah, I don't. Wait, that was weird, man. Like so many yeah. people were almost copying the same mechanic. But it feels right with Halo, right? Like it. It feels like they did it right. Yeah, in Halo 5. it doesn't feel like it's out of place, and I think it really does help. Because I remember moments in like Halo Three, ODST, Reach, mm-hmm. uh, Four, like I was like running around, because I think they added running and Reach, right? Yeah, it was like an ability, which was a definite that needed to happen. Yeah, and then it became permanent in Halo Four, mainly because of just mobility. It's like I felt like yeah. whenever I was getting shot at and I'm trying to get into cover, or at least attempt to get into cover, I would always die before I got there because somehow like that one bullet hit me in the head before I got there. Yeah. So if you press B now and you're almost dead, at least you have a higher chance of getting behind like some cover or something. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I mean, it just comes down to my crappy aim, you know, Mm, suck at aim. But I think the thing that I really liked the most whenever I was um, getting into Halo 5 with you again 
was that Warzone mode. I, I really like that a lot, even though I, I suck at it. But I think they need to fix it a little bit. Like It could be better. Well, I mean, the biggest problem is the cards, right? So if you have a huge stockpile of cards, remember that one match we played where everybody was in like a Wasp or, yeah. or a Banshee or some kind of vehicle, mm-hmm. and then we kept on spawning and we were getting killed immediately because they were just ready with those That was fucking vehicles. insane. Felt like that we were playing like, against like an MLG team or something. I remember going to my vehicles to like spawn in a vehicle to kind of counter them, and it said Max vehicles are out right now really? i was like are you fucking kidding i spawn in there's like three or four banshees like a two wasp liner mm-hmm. i'm like what the fuck are we supposed to even do to this right. but uh i will say that was a one-time thing out of all, all the matches True. we've been playing True. but i will say the they are at least generous with the the cards um to an extent i guess but i, I would love i don't know what a permanent version of that would be because it was kind of nice to have like like i know on one hand, you would have everybody with like high level shit if everything was available. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I kind of like that I can spawn in a Oni w- fucking all black Warhog with like a Gauss cannon. Like those but like, kind yeah, of it's like something I have. Right. It's like a collectible thing that I have that I can use and give me the upper edge on the game. But uh, like I said, if everything was available for everybody, I don't know how that would work. But I see your point. Like it's it's definitely from an age where it was microtransactions. So oh my gosh, they are heavy in that game. Yeah, and I remember when that game came out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got a couple of those because I was like, they were giving you know once you get a certification, it's kind of you're unlocking that ability. So at the time, I was like, I'm playing the fuck out of Halo Five. Let me go ahead and get a couple of these. I got a couple, unlocked some certifications. Uh, playing it now, I don't feel like I have an, uh, a leg up to you or anything, but mm-hmm. I feel like. I definitely have more wrecks available, but I don't know. Right. Then again, like there was a long period of time I played it longer than you, because uh, I'm like 51 or something. Yeah. And you you've been playing for like a week now, and you're already 10, so I really don't know how it scales or whatever. But um, and you get like free packs. I feel like you get your like daily login bonuses. Right. Uh, I think if you do a special type of medals, like if you get certain type of medals in the game, you get more. Um, and then every couple little bits, I feel like we're getting the ten thousand credits. Yeah, I'd say uh, I get pretty at least quick. One a week, maybe. I, th- I mean, I think if we played more, we get faster. I think I got yeah. it. Um, I think last time I played with you, I opened one, and then uh, today I opened one. So yeah, like, man, I think I was it's you, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like as long as you're just actively playing, and I think it also depends on how you're playing. So like well, if you're if you're yeah. doing fucking crazy shit, if you suck, then you're not gonna get much. Yeah, like I'm I'm probably getting more because of the medals I'm earning simply right. because I'm like running people over and spawning in special vehicles and riding around with you driving. Like we're probably getting some extra shit from that, but I don't know because the whole time I'm in a vehicle. So I think one way that they can improve it though is that at each like base, because other than them having a location, I feel like the bases are kind of pointless. Like the home base? Yeah, or no, not just the home base, but like, you know, like the Western Armory or the Eastern Armory or the Garage or the Fortress, whatever. Yeah. I feel like when you capture those, they don't really give you any real strategic advantage other than you eventually being able to attack their base, right? Yeah. So, I think other than just to win, I think the better reason to give people motivation to take those bases is to have like spawns there. Like, that's where you can get the Wasp or that's where you can get, you know, a tank or something. Like a special reward for getting it. Right, yeah. Because I feel like then it gives you more of a reason and an advantage to take those bases. Yeah. Because haven't you noticed sometimes, like, whenever a base gets taken, sometimes people just literally battle over just one spot. Mm-hmm. Not because of them trying to take it, of course, but they're just killing each other there. Like, there's really no... 
I don't know. Yeah, once like once uh once the battle starts there and people start dying, it's mm-hmm. like you'll immediately start spawning in with vehicles and just drive straight there instead of having to like deal with like, these other right. spots. Yeah. So I'm not really saying that that should be like the permanent fix, but I think mm-hmm. it'd be interesting, you know, and then have like power weapons like strewn about the map because that's another problem. It's like if I don't have anything to shoot down those vehicles, they're going to be up there forever. Like yeah, see that's the that's the issue with like you being a new player. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, like I showed you, I had that in game. Uh, Spartan laser, yeah, that which crazy. was fucking working the vehicles I was hitting. So like, I guess that is a, a one of the downsides of having not many wrecks versus having a lot, or not even having the certification. Like, for instance, I'm pretty sure I have the in-game certification because when I first hopped back on, I had like seven of them or something like that. Now I think I'm down to like four, or three or something. What does like that. that even mean again? Like, is that meaning that you get a higher chance of getting those? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I could get like one or two in a pack. And then um, that'll be it until I get that certification. If I get the mm. certification, I can get like I, I might get one like each pack. Like my chances of getting it is higher. Okay. So I'll be getting that one specifically more versus getting it like once. That makes more sense. Yeah. So it's basically like unlocking the ability to get a ton of them, if that makes sense. Right. But so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it though. I think it is fun, fucking fun. I just read an article. I looked it up while you were talking. Uh, it says. Uh, according to a data mine back in August or like mid August, so half a month ago, um, it says Warzone might be returning in Infinite. I hope so. Well, right now Infinite doesn't have like any other game modes in Slayer, right? Uh, I don't know. Because they well, said I think, like Forge and some other important things that they decided to take out. I can't they remember. said co-op, uh, campaign co-op and uh, Forge mode won't be available launch. Oh. Which I, I, I mean, they, that does suck. But uh, I just want to get my hands on the gameplay because it seems like that that tech test or whatever was like everybody's like back on Halo's dick. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I can't wait to get back on that shit. It looks good. Yeah, like graphically, it looks better definitely than, yeah. than that whatever the heck they showed us at first. Yeah. Uh, well, that's why I'm dying to see the campaign because oh, yeah. the campaign was like a big point, and it's gonna be open world. I think if they get the campaign down. Fuck Forge and co-op for now. That's fine. But, like, if they get the campaign working and looking better and actually having a coherent story, then, like, if they kind of do, like, a 180 of what they showed, it might it might be a full package is what I'm trying to get at. Like, it might be something to be really excited for because... So it's going full open world? Yeah. That's what they showed in that in that preview. I don't think I saw that campaign preview. I they, need to watch that then. I think they said it's... Um, I want to say they said it's open world... You might have to spawn into different areas, but the map they showed, like, oh, it, isn't it like segmented though? Like, that's what I'm saying. I think I think it might be open world, but you might have to like go through a loading, not a loading screen because it's fast, but right. like an instance to get to the next one. Right. But okay, um, okay, I remember that. Now. From what they showed in that gameplay, like just from what we've seen, mm-hmm. it's literally he was driving around a warhog, killing stuff, and he opens up the map, and it's just an open world RPG. Like it's fucking, you can drive wherever, and it's Dang. a big ass map. So like. I'm excited to try that, especially when they add co-op. That's going to be fucking fire. And that might be the issue of why it's uh, such a struggle to get co-op working because you're now dealing with a full fucking game to replicate for someone else. Yeah. A little different circumstance versus just being in the same corridors having to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I wondered then if they would let you split up and then you could kind of do whatever. It would be assumed, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you have your own, like, are you still going to be Master Chief in this campaign? Uh, it seems like it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the at least the gameplay we've seen of the campaign in your Master Chief, 
And I think they've learned their lesson from five because it's half the game was not Master Chief, so mm. they're like, the fuck are you doing? So they but, pulled an MGS2 on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually. Except mm. for people didn't like it because MGS2 grew with time. Did people, it? I thought people were still pissed about being uh, riding the whole time. No, people like it now. People oh, think really? MGS2 is like one of the best. But um, initially, though, it was definitely not Yeah, the best. people okay. people panned it. People hated the fucking game. They review bombed it pretty much at the time, I guess. If Dang, you could. Even back then? If you could, yeah, I don't know the version of review bombing, but I guess writing into magazines and shit. <laughs> like, I hate this. <laughs> this is disrespectful Joe's all up in there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Halo Infinite, and especially playing with you on Halo 5 again. It's mm-hmm. been like getting those vibes again. Like, I can't wait to hop into the campaign on Halo 5 with you again. Right. Um, like I said, the story I don't think was amazing, but it, it once you're in that cinematic Halo world, it's like, you know that vibe just from playing like Halo 2, 3, right. Reach. ODST, all that you get shit. The, bo, 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 yeah, you get the bo, bo, fucking music. You start popping in your fucking yeah. in your bedroom. Well, actually, then I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Like, <laughs> I'm doing that because obviously, you know, you gotta you gotta keep it down. I do, I do, I do. You gotta keep <laughs> it down. You know, pe- people start yelling. You know, yeah, yeah. I gotta keep it down here too. So fuck. See, I think whenever you're available next, definitely hit me up to do the campaign mm-hmm. because. I know a lot of people have said that the story in Halo 5 has not been the best. But I feel like it can't be terrible considering the universe that it's in. And they're finally bringing in other Spartans other than just uh, Master Chief. Yeah, I mean, you get a whole team because they do... I forgot what they they call it. Because Master Chief's team has a name. uh, Locke's team has a name. I forgot their fucking names, though. But uh, Isn't it like Civil War, pretty much? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I forgot their reasoning. I think it's like Master Cat versus Iron Man. I don't know. I think Locke is trying to find Master Chief, and Master Chief defected with his team and trying. He's trying to go trying find to find Cortana like, or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you? Uh, did you play Halo Four campaign? Yeah, I loved Halo Four's campaign. Halo Four campaign was underrated. That shit was fire. really is yeah. people didn't like that. I feel like I feel like Halo Four in general was always hated on. Really? Yeah, because the Promethean like time or the I guess the Promethean storyline that I big ass was, like planet that you yeah, run into. I, I thought like, that was really neat. And then the whole enemy like I, I remember at the end it left on like a cliffhanger. Yeah, where I think you defeated I think what, what you thought was like the bad guy. Yeah, but really there's like an even bigger like Promethean. I think I don't know. I think that happened, and I think Cortana dies. Right. Well, remember she at, was on the, the verge of having her. Like time span that shit was dope, yeah. being done with, so she's like glitching out like the entire mm-hmm. time, and then I think five essentially was going in. I think even further than that on mm-hmm. that whole her going crazy because I think she ended up, I think she actually went with the Prometheans, right? Like they ended up like beaming her out of you or something like that. I think I don't. I haven't played that shit in so. I haven't long. played four in a long time, but I do like four a lot because they try to make it like more personal to like him, his relationship with Cortana, right? That it's not just like an AI. He's like in love with that that partner i guess right it's like his partner in crime kind of uh so it's it's kind of cool I, I do you think like they need more depth for master chief well i know they already gave him a huge amount of depth in the books you know i'm gonna pull up well actually oh god because whenever i was reading like for example reach the book uh goes into a large amount of detail that the reach game does not like for example i mean i guess technically it kind of like glosses over it but doesn't really give you a whole lot so it goes into detail about how uh what's his real name john john talks about how he became uh in the program and how he you know went through the whole spartan 
testing. And they even kind of have a dynamic with him being like friends with a lot of other Spartan candidates slash Spartans. And then when they start training, they just talk about like training things that they go through. But then it gets really interesting whenever the Covenant start attacking like certain parts of Earth territories, I guess, mm-hmm. before they hit reach. And it's just interesting because you get to read up on the sorties that they go on. So they kind of go on these interesting missions that you get a lot of depth and background on a lot of the characters and you start to, and these are characters that you don't even hear anything about in the games. Yeah. And as everybody knows, ultimately he was the only one that survived. John was, but before that, like they kind of tell you as to why he was the only one in the uh, hammer of dawn or was it, isn't that what it was? Hammer of dawn? Pillar of, Pillar of dawn. Am I thinking of Gears of War? Yeah, Hammer, Hammer, <laughs> Hammer. <laughs> it's Pillar of P- Autumn. Pillar of Autumn. There you go. What the heck? Anyway, so it just was in more interesting, at least in my mind, of the fact that they gave more of a background on the Spartans because yeah. in the games, they really don't do much. They, I think they focus more on the Covenant and what they're interested in. Yeah, which it really does. isn't and too bad. I mean, that's still interesting, of course. Yeah. But, I mean, you hardly know what the hell you even are, you know? Which is kind of weird because you play as that character the entire time. See, now now all this talk makes me want to like, we just got to co-opt the whole Master Chief collection at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn. I don't know if I could play the first and second one again. Those, those were, well, they, maybe, maybe the they still one, hold maybe the up. One. They still hold up. Really? They have, because uh, they had, um, they're not like clunky or anything. They played, you know, just as good. It's just, they have the, uh, they had the OG one and then they had the anniversary for Combat Evolved and then they and had they the anniversary for two. Better. Yeah, so like, one doesn't have revamped uh, cutscenes like two does, which those are fucking fire. But uh, it does have a like remastered, like graphical asset to it, mm. where it's not just like the the clunky shit you're playing. You can literally hit the button and make the graphics change from Halo or uh, Xbox original to Xbox 360. So it's similar to Halo Two, and they're both like very playable. Still, mm. it's not as like. Plus, I think that that would be fucking fun to be honest. Well, back I, into those. I think the reason why I say that though is because one and two were the ones actually well yeah they were the ones that I played I think the most at least the campaign anyway and then three I've definitely played the most multiplayer wise but three's campaign I think sticks out the most to me because it was the shortest but it was the most packed of like content like I felt like you were going from one big pop to the next I don't really know uh why that was i don't know if that's just because it was like the culmination of, of the main story mm-hmm. because obviously in the second game you finally get to play as um the arbiter which is really cool because you f- you get to see the the uh the side of the covenant yeah and then arbiter is just a really cool character too yeah and then in the third game they finally are, are talking about how the covenant have i guess this bit of a discontent within their ranks with the prophets, because the prophets, I think, basically are are the the religious leaders of, of the group. Yeah. But the brutes start to kind of you know they almost are kind of creating beef against the uh, elites, mm-hmm. and the elites realize that the prophets what they're doing is just or at least a few of them anyway are doing something that is wrong. Like they're basically forcing their entire covenant to get eaten by the flood or injected, whatever the heck that stuff is. Because, yeah. you know, they think it's all religious and all that. So that whole culmination of three, I think, was really, really cool. 
And then, you know, ODST was like, eh, you know, you get a little background. Yeah, ODST was, uh, I like the guns they had. <laughs> right. Like, I like the gunplay they had, but it definitely was like a down point of Halo. But then Reach. Yeah, Reach was phenomenal. Dude. Especially I, the last mission. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, that last mission was fun. That last mission was so sick. Because oh, I think, like I was telling you about in the books, because it talks about how there were Spartans, obviously, still on the ground on Reach. Mm-hmm. And they were fighting to the bitter end. And to see that you were doing that, yeah, and you already know what's on the Pillar of Autumn, obviously, as it's flying away. And so, I don't know, just giving that kind of like context while you're doing it is just so sick. It also gave like more purpose to those characters. Like, right, you're yeah. literally you're making the beginning of Halo start, like the game, the game start pretty much mm-hmm. once uh, he actually gets out of there. Right. So it's it's pretty, uh, and it's like they're sacrificing themselves for it, and it's it's fucking dope. I just thought it was really weird. Was that when they were transitioning from Bungie to 343? No. Wait. Because I think Reach was Bungie's last one, right? Reach, and then I think... Yeah, I think you're right. I think 4 was the first 343. And then 5 was was definitely 343. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I think you could tell mainly because I don't really think... Bungie, well, you know, they're focused on other things, but I think they're also not wanting to continue the story at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just because there wasn't any more source material mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, it was like a George R. R. Martin thing where the books were being made, but they really hadn't quite come out yet. Yeah. Um, but you could tell that at least when it came to ODST, they were just like, we don't know what to talk about at this point. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, I'm wondering if like Infinite's going to dive more. Into that kind of shit because they haven't really specified what the yeah, story's what, about. Yeah, I don't know what they could even say at this point. Obviously, I haven't played five, so I don't really know. Yeah, well, what what that can kind of continue. It feels like Halo Infinite's like a soft reboot where they're not deleting everything, but they're kind of giving him like a new story to follow. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm not too sure on that one. See, I think one thing that I really wish that they would do, like the books, because the books made it seem like each Spartan had like a specialty, right? Mm-hmm. So you had your sniper special, like Spartan, like even the armor like was made specifically for that. Yeah. And so having those like unique roles, I think it would be interesting instead of focusing on like Locke, they yeah. almost tried to make like another Master Chief, right? With Locke. Yeah, I think they were, tr- I think they were trying to make it to where the main character was like, had a face and was personable. Right. Where uh, Master Chief's not, and I think they wanted to go the angle of like killing Master Chief and carrying it on, but I, I don't think there's no way you can really kill Master Chief at this point. I think if they ever do something like that, which might happen in Infinite, I think they'll kill Master Chief, but have somebody else take up the mantle of Master Chief, be right. the, the Master Chief. So it's more of a name rather than uh, yeah. the actual person. Yeah, because we've never seen his face, so I think still yeah. it'd, be, it'd be easy to kind of just like plop it out with somebody who is we actually have seen mm-hmm. and give them more like struggle of becoming master chief remember the first game like he goes oh, i'm gonna take my mask off <laughs> there's another mask. It, i thought it like cuts off doesn't it like it, right it, it's well, just, like, it cuts it off but if you uh if you like people who have hacked the camera on it and shit they moved it and he's he takes off his mask but there's another mask or something there is it really yeah it's so dumb <laughs> that's oh great. my god <laughs> dang even they were trolling before they even <laughs> Just, in, just in case they find out. Yeah, it's good. how Block did they that know? Shit. How are people even? Oh, did they do that like on the PC eventually? Or yeah, they, I mean they got ways. Just like a uh, boundary break or whatever his name. Yeah, is. How does he do that? Like, do they have mechanics or something that they can hack into the the PC or not non PC versions? Some people, some people hack it somehow because they've they've gotten like weird cameras for random games yeah, like, like Animal Crossing on the Switch. Yeah, just like random shit that I, you would never think would be hacked. But uh, some people hack it. Some people have like dev ways to get in there. 
I'm not too sure. That stuff is insane. Like some of the stuff that they find and how they, uh, oh, like I was watching um, Skyward Sword, which is a heavily slept on Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, no. Skyward Sword? Is that what it is? No, not Skyward Sword. Um, uh, Twilight Princess. My mm-hmm. bad. Twilight Princess. Cancel that last part about being slept on because Skyward Sword literally just got remade. Screw Skyward Sword. Twilight Princess. That's what I meant to say. Mm-hmm. So they did a boundary break on that. And they were showing like what happens when Link goes through his transformation to be the dog. Mm-hmm. And they just have like a dog version of Link like under the map. And then they're showing, you know, the little cutscene, and then they just replace the model. With oh the yeah, one yeah. From, that's how most things yeah, work. I was it's like, like a, that's so crazy. It's like, like an instant swap out. It's so mm-hmm. weird. And then seeing how they like place bosses, like there's certain, you know, how like the next stage of bosses, they mm-hmm. usually have that next stage like waiting somewhere else, or they're just like T-posing somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's so cool to see that kind of design because as a player, you never see that stuff. Like it's so yeah. hidden. And they were even showing like some camera angles in Twilight Princess. Like, I can't remember what specific one. I want to say, like, I think it was following Zelda. Like, Zelda was on her horse. And you could see most of the horse in Zelda, but you can kind of see, like, a little bit of Link. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, let's just see if, if Link's whole character model and the horse, are, you know, Epona are still there. Yeah. So he, like, zooms out, and you see, like, Epona is, like, this weird amalgam, like, <laughs> partial, like, horse thing. And then you see, like, literally a quarter of Link is, like, cut off. Like, I'm like, this is so crazy. That's stuff you would never see. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, the, like, the ways they have to do shit now. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're still doing that because, like, uh, they have so much more space now. And they are doing, like, more graphically impressive things. Right. But they're also kind of making it to where it's like seamless in a way. Mm-hmm. And you have the faster loading. So I'm wondering if it's something that they're kind of... Obviously, I don't think any of that's going away. It's just assets making sure they're not loaded for no reason. But right. uh, And I, I know most games will be like, as you're looking around, it'll load the level instead of it yeah, just being yeah. a continuous level. Um, and then like racing games will have it to where the map is moving and constantly like loading. Right. Where your car is literally just sitting still. But as it's like jumping around and moving and cameras moving, it emulates it driving. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I wonder wonder if it's changing, but I don't fucking know. I mean, Forza Horizon, at this point, I think the whole map is loaded in. Yeah, see, shit like that, it feels like there's... But it's like lower. I think they said that it's lower poly the further out, but you can't really see it. Uh, Okay. I think most games do kind of that. As well. I mean, they showed that with, uh, I think... I know Minecraft does it. I bet you, yeah, just any big open world at this point. Yeah, like if you play Minecraft on your phone, I think you get, uh, I think like 50 blocks away, and then it'll like slowly stop rendering or whatever. So if you get on top of a mountain, you can't really see much. It kind of emulates this like fog oh, to where you can't yeah. see. But if you get on like a high-end PC and you max that out, you can stand on a thing and you can see like an entire fucking map. It's pretty crazy. You can see the entire map? Like a lot, you know, a lot of it, not the entire thing. Because that, that thing is mostly endless, so. Oh, really? Yeah, they have maps that are endless and then they have, uh, somebody's made it to the end of it before where it starts like glitching out the blocks because they made it so far off the map. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, but that aside, I think that's a good point to stop the, the ep- stop this fun. Bit. I feel like we covered a lot. I know. We really did. We I talked about Surge. We talked about some Halo. I'm excited for Halo Infinite. I am too. I'm, I'm definitely skeptical when it comes to the campaign, just mainly because of like the, yeah. the story. I don't really know really how that's going to go. And we I'm, can't co-op it. Well, at least not initially anyway. I'm not really, uh, I think, super excited for that as much as I am for the, the multiplayer at this point. I think everybody just wants the multiplayer to just be back where it was. 
Uh, weirdly enough, I think Halo is like one of the series that everybody comes to for story, where like right. most other shooters they don't like. Right, exactly. Uh, outside like, of maybe like Battlefield. Yeah, like yeah, Battlefield, Call of Duty. Like nobody really goes to those four story. Majority of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, Doom might be an exception where obviously they play the campaign. That's really mostly all there is on those type of games. But uh, Halo is like people are so invested in that story that I think that's why they're so down on Halo Five and the multiplayer is fucking great. Like right. it's just part of the package at this point. Well, I think you could tell that they initially made the campaign first, and then they're yeah. like, "Oh, we can make a multiplayer of this." Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a shooter, so I mean, it's kind of hard not to make a multiplayer of a shooter, but. But I feel like uh, as long as they get the way the playtest looked, it looked like it's going to play a little better than Halo 5, at least when it came to just maybe the mechanics. I saw the grappling hook thing can definitely be a little difficult. Yeah. People were throwing like the grenades like they did in that E3 video or whatever the trailer was. Mm-hmm. And they would like overshoot it a little bit. And then when it blew up, like the gun would like fly like a complete yeah, opposite yeah. direction or something like that. So I can easily see that being a little harder to execute. But I'm hopeful. I'm definitely hopeful for the multiplayer. Well, they got. Career. They also have that gun. I'm worried about being a meta where it's a, it's like a blade launcher thing, and it it's a one hit kill. Oh, that nail gun thing. The, yeah, something like that. That thing actually looked kind of dope. Though. It looks dope, but I'm like, I hope that's not spammy. Like, I hope it's not. I mean, you can technically do that with the laser, right? But there's exactly. a downtime where you have to charge it, time it perfectly. That one looks like you can just shoot and kill people. Like, but I don't know the trail of it, how it feels. I'm sure there's some shit around it, but thank God they're doing tech tech tests right now right. and betas and shit so um we'll see how that comes when it comes out on game pass on game pass for free yeah, yeah. Woo! thank god that wasn't too hard yep, yep, yep. all right thank you guys for listening i will see you guys tomorrow with probably a shang chi review since you haven't watched it which i, which I won't be listening to because never watched it shang chi review the first half will be spoiler free the second half will be spoilers and say bye see ya <laughs> Boo. Boo.